Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Industrious Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Welcome. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. Uh, new slogan, out with the old LFG in 23. We'll touch on that. Now we're rolling into the more in 24. However, before we get to 24, we thought we'd take this opportunity to do a little recap of 2023. Um, this would be a great time for you guys to jump in the comments and throw out anything that uh, you're happy to have in 2023, um, things that you're glad to leave behind, things of that nature. Um, so feel free to, to chime in. You can either uh, agree with any of the things that uh, that we're going to talk about, <clears throat> join us in commiserating on <clears throat> any of the struggles that you might have had in 2023, etc. Um, so here we go. And we're going to do it in 23 minutes. Well, 2204. And yeah, man, we're Three, down to 22, two. so I've just wasted one minute. All right, where do, where do you want? Where do we want to begin? I think we break it by maybe a business segment. Uh, okay. The happy to carry forward or the happy to leave behind portion. We'll just, let's just do. We can do a recap. I feel like there's more happy to leave it. behind in a way. It wasn't uh, a bad year. No, it wasn't a bad year at all. Uh, it was a. Um, it's it's uh, it was a weird year because I think it was the first calendar year since COVID where we started to see a shift from COVID craziness of 21, 22 carried into the early part of 23. And then uh, we definitely started to see some level of correction, not necessarily revenue correction uh, or demand correction, uh, although there was a little bit of that in certain segments of, of industries, but just a almost a, you could feel the shift uh a sort of big picture in the latter part of 23 back to sort of pre-covid normal in some in some ways uh and, and in some ways that was good you know it was kind of like a oh gosh thank you uh, in some ways it was like oh man did we just fall back into a bad habit mm-hmm. uh, or or a bad practice um so it was a good year for uh assessa but also for our companies specifically, it was also in a way, not a rebuilding year, because it's not like, uh, you know, like the sports analogy where you graduate a bunch of seniors or you lose a bunch of, of players to the pros or whatever, or, or free agency <laughs> or transfer portal or whatever the heck it is. Um, but it was a rebuilding year for us in terms of we've had a ton of revenue growth over the last few years and in consideration of the infrastructure we needed to invest in to keep up with that, uh, battling against the, how do you find good people in a incredibly tight labor market? Uh, we, we think when we, we had our year end, uh, team event, we said we, we had a net addition of 15 new hires. So 15 new positions that we hired for, um, in a very short period of time that kept everyone very busy and on their toes with onboarding and training and, and all the things that come with that, let alone a little bit of turnover, nothing, nothing too crazy. Thankfully we, we aren't uh, ever a victim of too much turnover, but just uh, some elements of sort of rebuilding or really kind of laying the foundation for that next floor for, for growth for 24 and beyond. Sam, and we have more to go. Yeah. Yeah, we we're not there yet, but we're we made significant headway, um, and we're not done, but feel a lot better about 
where we're going here. Yeah, I think the the weirdness, if you will, continues. Um, not so much. I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but not so much from the standpoint of um, things have have fallen off a cliff or anything. But that's certainly not the case. But when we say when when I say weird, maybe from a sales or market perspective, um, it, there, there's there's no consistency. So you go out to ten different customers and. Uh, six of them are still very busy, maybe not 2021 busy, but they're very busy. Um, another two are actually fairly slow. Um, and then the other two are just kind of, kind of hit and miss. And there's, there's, there's no rhyme and re- rhyme or reason. Um, and there's not a, 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 a macro trend, if you will, that, uh, blankets the market. Yeah. And I think, uh, in, in last calendar year, so 23, we saw some, um, some markets within uh, or some portions of the industry and uh, manufacturing world. Um, well, I should, I guess I could take a step back. It seems like a lot of the segments of industry that we serve are in, they're all in different phases of the business cycle. Um, and in 23, uh, we saw literally the latter part of 22, we saw the RV industry specifically start to feel uh, some, some pretty significant correction uh, due to softening demand, uh, increased fuel prices, but mostly it was just inventory correction. Inventories got overbuilt in the latter part of 22. Uh, you saw softening there as they tried to sell through inventory, and that went into 23. And really the second quarter of 23, it started to pop back up. Uh, and about that time, as you got through the summer, of la- you know, last summer into the fall, then we saw some elements of uh, residential kitchen cabinets <laughs> Uh, certainly residential furniture uh, saw a a softening, which you could say, okay, well, look what uh, the real estate market did. Uh, not broadly speaking, because even in real estate and residential home sales, there's still a shortage of inventory, which has really helped defend a little bit against rising interest rates. But you did see uh, that impact of of home sales, whether it be new home starts or existing home sales, soften that impacted the kitchen cabinet industry, furniture industry, uh, the rental market in general because of higher interest rates, higher borrowing costs, um, and and I we're hopeful that twenty four uh, that the crystal ball that shows that that should be that should correct back to the upside. We should be hitting a trough and coming back out of that latter part of the business cycle there uh, will will show itself here in 24, hopefully sooner than later. But but to your point, even if I, if we focus on kitchen cabinets, there are a lot of kitchen cabinet manufacturers out there that we serve who are still quite busy, have solid backlogs, uh, solid demand, and, and you know, new orders coming in the front door are keeping pace with the orders that are going yeah. out the back Housing door. Housing starts are still going. So they're still making cabinets well, for that. Improve, well, yeah, that's improving. That multifamily is, and some of the new construction is really, really. It, I would say it's in the trough right now, um, but, but there's still a shortage. There is a shortage. Uh, the, yeah, exactly. The, the the housing inventory is not is not in line with the need for new housing. Um, and if we can see, I mean, mortgage rates just fell recently for the first time. I think. They're the lowest point in like the last 12 months or something like that, which is hard to believe to think back that long. Um, 
but it should start to kick some people who sat out on the sideline. And if you look back, it's 2024 and go back 20 years. So 2004, you know, without looking this up online, interest rates were maybe seven, eight percent, something like that. Mm -hmm. And that was really pretty reasonable. In fact, somewhat low. And then the housing, the, the, the great recession hit in 2008, 2009 and mortgage rates went to nothing and everyone was been, was refining like crazy. But in, a, in a, almost the last 20 years, we haven't seen mortgage rates where they are. So if you bought your first home anytime in the last 20 years, let alone your second home or third home, as you've grown a family and whatnot, you have no idea what high interest rates are even look like. I mean, you go back to, if you're in your 70s or 80s in terms of age and you were buying homes back in the 70s and 80s and mortgage rates were in the high teens to 20s and you were just hoping to assume someone else's mortgage that was 12% when you bought a house, back when you had assumable mortgages, like 8% is nothing. And But but people who don't know any better think the sky is right. falling. Uh, and then you had people who've got, you know, a fixed rate mortgage at 2%. And they're like, you know, why would I want why do I want to give that up? So that also kept some people on the sideline. But I think 24 is going to shake things back up a little bit, uh, hopefully to the good side. Well, and I think uh, for those who maybe held off from they were they were late to the game on the renovations when everyone else was going gangbusters with those. Then interest rates on let's say an equity line went up to eight, eight and a half percent. And they were like, oh God, you know, I'm gonna hold, we're not gonna do this project now, we're gonna hold off. 24 might be the time for them to start that knowing that, yeah, they're going to pay a little bit higher and straight on that, let's say, equity line now, but knowing that it's probably going to start coming back down some, it will not come back to 2 or 3%, but if it comes back to 5% or something like that over the next couple of years, yeah, they're willing to suck up the 8% right now just to get the ball going. Right. I mean, if you go back a year and a half ago, two years ago, and you want to do a reno, first off, you had to find the contractor that had right. time to do it at that point. You had to suffer the misery of of material costing and labor costing that's was through the roof still high uh but was at that point really through the roof so um yeah i don't uh, we you know we're not expecting any major you know downturn in 2024 uh although it's an election year so who knows what's going to happen i would think that uh you know i'm not going to get into politics or everything because i don't really care for any of that but um you know if nothing else we're going to be a lot of times to turn the TV on mute because of all the darn political ads. Yeah. I think for me, one of the biggest um, concerns is all the international hostility going on. And, and knock on wood, God forbid if anything, um, anything else happens that, that creates a wider issue, what does that do to things? And, I mean, my crystal ball isn't good enough. I will say, uh, relative to our business, one area that is is up considerably is military now, we're not heavy into military, but we do have some, um, and that segment of the market is is very strong right now for a lot of reasons, which I know you could look at a couple different ways. On, from a business standpoint, it's like, hey, great, you know, that, that market's up, but it it's also has a kind of a weird feeling to it. Well, certainly. Um, yeah, to, yeah, that's well above my, my uh, pay grade in terms of you know, international conflict, conflict, and and um, policy, but uh, right now we have not seen any major impacts on costing. Crude oil has remained relatively stable. That said, we we in twenty twenty three, 
speaking of costing, while we did some, see some things normalize, some commodity pricing came a little bit back down to earth, at the same time, other things have gone up, uh, both direct costing. I mean, steel, the price of steel has continued to go back up, which affects a lot of our packaging. Um, we've seen raw material prices continue to increase at a slower rate, but still increasing. Uh, some of that is is because of continued demand. Some of that is because uh, at the higher uh, higher point in the stream of of supply, you know, during COVID, you saw three plants go down to two, and those suppliers maintained two plants, which is sort of, you know, limited supply to to kind of control that that meter, and that's helped keep prices elevated. Uh, you've had some suppliers who are trying to make margin corrections because even though they gave price increases during, you know, post-pandemic craziness, they're still in a net margin uh, negative position. Uh, we tried to maintain what we could in terms of pricing, you know, increasing when we had to increase. Uh, but despite the increases that we came out with in 2023, we saw some margin erosion because we weren't able to keep up enough. Um, and, and so we've seen some correction there or corrective action taken. And I'm, and I'm hopeful in 2024, we don't have to continue to do that and we can continue to maintain some level of stability. But at the end of the day, when you, you know, when you have to put food on your plate and, and you have to em employees to maintain and, and those costs, you, you know, it, it, it you've got to maintain the, the, the principles of, of main, managing the business, um, and then, then that also carries forward. Another big thing we saw in 23 that I'm hoping to leave there were indirect costing increases through, uh, I mean, we've just gotten just absolutely throttled in premiums on commercial insurance. Uh, health insurance wasn't horrible, um, thankfully, knock on wood. Um, 22 to 23 was a big bump. 23, 24 was more moderate. Uh, but some of our indirect costing freight is still way up there. Um, those things have, have been a challenge to manage. Yeah. Um, you mentioned we were up a net, uh, 15 new employees, um, building team Assessa in 23. I thought we definitely took a, a positive step. Um, and, and it's, it's already paying dividends that we, when you look at some of the folks who are on the team now, um, already making positive impacts, um, I'm excited in certain areas. Um, it, it needed it, and it's, and it's starting to prove itself out. We still have some holes to fill. Um, thinking of sales in Michigan, sales in, in, in central and eastern Pennsylvania, uh, to name just a couple. Um, so we'll continue to add to the to the team and look to you know continue to improve the roster, so to speak, in 24. But um, I guess you know for any employer, for any company, that's that's a that's the constant struggle, right? Um, making sure you have the right people on the bus and in the right seats and all that. So. Um, I thought we made some positive progress on that in 23 and um, look look to continue that trend in 24. Yeah, certainly. I mean, even if you go back to 2022, we had a decent amount of expansion, uh, both in, call it, core territory and in uh, non-core or new, new markets, both geographic and uh, otherwise, that 2023 was really sort of a a cleanup year uh, to lay to to clean up and sort of relay the foundation of some of that some of that expansion or new opportunity 
2024 will now be putting that those dollars that we've invested, uh, significant dollars that we've invested over the last you know 18 months, uh, putting them to work in terms of generating return, uh, and really focusing sort of back on core territories um, because there's certainly a ton of growth opportunity there, and uh, we're we're really going to put a lot of that that elbow grease, uh, sweat equity, and actual uh, both human capital and dollars capital, financial capital, into uh, shoring up and exploiting or leveraging the infrastructure we've built to to, to gain that return on, uh, on, on core business. Yeah, so two things that that brought to mind. Number one, the pipeline is still strong. Um, Across the board, so the the, uh, the folks in the Assessor Chemicals division have a probably one of the stronger pipelines they've ever had. Excess uh, Chemical, or sorry, Excessive Coatings, certainly the same case. Um, and and it's the good news is the pipeline is the depth and breadth of the pipeline is is key too. It's not just you know do they have a bunch of accounts in there, but it's it's a, a combination of small, medium, and and some whale sized accounts, which um, is a great to see that diversification. Um, and, and the equipment side too, we've, I think you know, we, we made some uh, some additional uh, vendor relationships in 2023 um, on the equipment side specifically that I'm thinking of that I think will we'll certainly pay dividends in 24. Actually, they, they already started to right before the end of the year. Um, and I look forward to seeing that progress uh, in 24. Had a, had a good meeting actually last week that uh, will help uh, kind of keep that uh, momentum going. Um, so from a pipeline standpoint, I think we're pretty well positioned, never good enough. Right. I mean, you're always, you're always ex- hungry and, and eager to, to add to that. But I think overall it's, it's, it's pretty strong right now. Um, how would, how do you foresee the pipeline going into, let's say this is the first part of 24. I know that even though that's not, this is 23 recap. Um, yeah, it, it, I'm I'm not gonna shy away from being nitpicky and and critical on our sales team and the pipeline, as you just mentioned. I, I would like to see more, uh, more going into the top of the funnel, and certainly more coming out the bottom. Um, and we've got some pretty, I want not lofty goals. We have some very reasonable but stern goals for our sales team to achieve. Um, and there's going to be a, a lot of focus on that performance in 2024 uh, to make sure that we're getting out what you know, to pr- make sure that we're putting in what we need to, uh, and then gaining out of it, you know, that that work. We we always say it's behavior, activity, result, and um, there, there's a lot of focus there right now uh, on that team, uh, which. It's it's a you know it's a pressure cooker as or as I, I think as they say the boiler room that the sales team seems to sit in, and it's like hey great now go get more that's the t- that's the downside to sales the upside to sales is uh, if you if you if you have the behavior and the activity, it'll generate, um, and I like where our our pipeline is at I like uh, where where we're at overall, um, but. It's kind of, uh, you know, when we say more in 24, the, the, that volume, it, it's turning up. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other things that stand out as we move forward into 24. Um, 
but what the products, the ideas and products were started in 2023 um, are just some of the products that we have on plate. Um, and we, we can go into some or, or, or not um, and reserve those for further down the line once they come more into fruition. But um, the reinvestment that's going to take place, um, both not just personnel, but um, the infrastructure, things that we have on tap for 24 are both daunting and exciting at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm hopeful that uh, as we get through the first quarter, there are some things that are going to launch between now and probably April, May. That should be pretty, pretty fun and exciting. A lot of people can be running around with their hair on fire. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're, even as we grow, okay, well, close enough. Uh, even as we grow, we still, you know, for better or worse, treat ourselves as a as a small business, and uh, wouldn't have it any other way uh, in terms of just pushing forward. And if we make mistakes, we'll correct it and learn from it, and uh, just kind of keep doing our thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll probably experience some growing pains, which just comes with the territory. It kind of goes back to. Um, a recent episode we did with some other uh, fellow entrepreneurs where we're talking about how, you know, 80% is, is planned and 20% is, is on the fly. Uh, I'd like, like to that. say that if, if probably, it's probably being generous. Well, we're probably like 60, 40 sometimes, but that's okay. It's worked out for us. Um, well, the only, the only constants change. Right. Right. In fact, I was at an event this last weekend with my son. It was a soccer event and we were and some, uh, head college coaches were speaking and they're saying, you know, you've got to check. There's five, five boxes that have to be checked. Four of them you can control for the most part. One of them is just chance and you can't control that. But if you, if you don't, if you aren't willing to check the other four boxes because you're too afraid or averse to the fact that the fifth box is out of your control based on chance, then you're never gonna have. Then you're never gonna have a chance. Mm -hmm. Like you know, play, play the game of chance and and go for it. And sometimes it's gonna work out. Sometimes it's not. But um, you know, we're gonna check all of our boxes that we can control, and we're going to uh, you know just trust ourselves and our and our team, which is just a kick-ass team right now uh, in a lot of areas. That I, you know, I really feel like the chance is gonna. Lady Luck's gonna come out on our side. So you're saying there's a chance. There is. All right. Well, folks, we were stayed true to our word, 23 review in 23 minutes, and here we are at 23 minutes. So thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Industrious Podcast. Happy New Year. Good luck to all of you in 24. Remember, more in 24, and we'll check back with you as we move along down this uh, this calendar year. Uh, again, hit the comments up. What were you thankful for in 23? What were some of the challenges you may have had? And what do you look forward to in 2024? Happy New Year, and don't forget, be industrious. <laughs>